0: Welcome in, family, friends, and the entire world to the third annual sports cubicle NFL preview and prediction spectacular here on WCPT 820 a.m. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari, I'm Mike Mercado, and we want to thank you so much for making us a part of your day. It is one of the most exciting times on the calendar for all of us here on the Sports Cubicle. It's a time when we're all around the water cooler, and we get to make predictions that are for sure going to make us look like big old dummies in about six to seven months. And it is one of the most exciting times for the entire sports calendar as everybody is undefeated and the chance to hoist Vince Lombardi's trophy is in everybody's eyes right now and here the entire crew is getting ready to break this all down before we get to predictions before we get to the super bowl we have some news and notes we have to hit on it has been a very active a very strange a very interesting and very controversy inducing offseason in the nfl and we're going to break that all down make sure you're following us on twitter at sports cubicle tv we're also on youtube at sports cubicle just search us there and of course, Make sure you're downloading the entire episode over on WCPT's SoundCloud at WCPT 820. So one of the big stories that the NFL has had going this entire offseason has been the running back controversy and more specifically, the contracts and lack thereof for a lot of these studs in a position that has gone down the totem pole in the NFL. Now, we have seen tight ends. Wide receivers and quarterbacks all get paid. But in this offseason with Saquon Barkley, we've seen with Josh Jacobs, and now we've seen with Jonathan Taylor ending up in the Pup List, how these teams are not playing these players. Yet TJ Hawkinson gets paid nearly 17, 18 million dollars at the tight end position. Just goes to show where the attributes and all the assets are going so here on the sports cubicle it's been a conversation we've been having and paulie you are a fan of a team that is currently going through this here in chicago we saw david montgomery not get paid heading to detroit cleo herbert is now the the guy that is going to get the run and they brought in some rookies and they make a trade for a veteran it's the other kind of situation going on with josh jacobs where it was the entire offseason, the Raiders going through this rebuild or retooling or just new regime change on the field. This is going on. As a Raiders fan and then as a fan of the NFL and somebody who actually knows what front offices tend to be thinking, where are you on the running back position? And as a fan, what you saw with Josh Jacobs? Well,
1: the nice thing is it seems like, I mean, you know, whatever he's saying to the media, if you, if you take it as as gospel – He's he's saying that there was no hard feelings with the contract dispute. He got a $12 million deal for the season with uh, in-game incentives. It'll make me wonder, though, if uh, we're going to see the Raiders hold back on giving him the ball as much as they did in 2022, because they were really reliant on him being uh, kind of the key offensive playmaker. But, you know, I mean, I, I know it's a business. I know these guys know it's a business, but there's got to be some sort of personal thoughts that go into it. And, and of course, with the whole position being devalued, almost maybe in like a collusion uh, type sense by the league's owners or the league's general managers. Um, You know, there's got to be a chip on all of these different running back shoulders to prove themselves, especially in contract years, like in the case of Jacobs. So um, I'm hoping he's still going to contribute, you know, as as a fan of the Raiders, I hope he's still going to be a great player and a key piece of that offense. And I, I don't think they have too much running back depth in terms of talent after Jacobs, I know they're, they're going to carry, at least to start the season, four running backs, including Jacobs. But it's, it's a huge drop-off once uh, they go to running back two on the list. So, hoping for a strong, healthy season. I'm hoping he's going to want to come back after this season. And uh, we'll just see from there. And, you know, and as far as uh, Jonathan Taylor being out until, I think, what, week five at the earliest, that puts a damper on an Indianapolis team that was already going to struggle and that already has a rookie quarterback that's going to need some assistance. Um, so you you can only hope that, that if you're a Colts fan that that gets resolved quickly and that he's back out there by week five. But if there's no contract, then he's not out there by week five.
0: Would you pay a running back big time money?
1: I think it depends on the rest of my roster. It depends on the running back. It depends on the roster. You and I have philosophically argued about overpaying your quarterback or overpaying a particular player and how that affects the remaining 52 players on your roster. So yeah, in the case of Jacobs, I think 12 million is is a great deal for him, but I have a feeling if he's as productive this year as he was last year, he's going to be worth more than that. And, and and I guess the market dictates the the player, but you you can't have all of your playmakers be top paid players. You know, look at the case of the, the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They give Aaron Donald all that money they won their super bowl but but now how are they going to fulfill their their roster and then right back here in town with Khalil Mack how you know once Khalil Mack got came to town he got the highest contract uh for a defensive player until Aaron Donald beat that 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 again but then it seemed like the bears hands were tied where they couldn't really add to other pieces on their defense then eventually once they were back in rebuild mode they had to utilize him as a tradable asset which you know maybe they got what they needed out of that but they needed a pass rusher after they got rid of Khalil Mack. So it, it's it's tough. I think, you know, once a guy gets beyond his rookie deal, he's going to be wor- worth way more money than what teams will ever value him at. And then you have to make hard decisions in terms of your, of your roster, in, in which that makes a general manager have to get good at drafting and finding um, undrafted talent, you know, after the draft and trying to find those bargain bin free agents uh, that just, Maybe got cut, maybe couldn't make a practice squad. Maybe there's just too much depth at a certain position. So it just kind of puts a, a little bit more pressure on the general managers
0: as well. Marvor, where are you at the running back position, the philosophy of pain, and knowing that a lot of these guys are great athletes, great assets to these teams, but the philosophy from a lot of these front offices are not to pay running backs. Where are you on this entire offseason, this controversy surrounding the running back position and the salary cap, the owners and the general managers not finding
2: a, a a medium ground and running back for NFL is such a key position. You know, I, I don't blame a player for trying to get as much as they can, particularly since a running backs career could end very quickly. Even, you know, you look at the great Gail Sayers and and others who, you know, at the peak of their careers, they were um, brought down, but, uh, you know, it's so tough to pick who the best one is. I mean, in any given year, somebody somebody's going to jump up out of nowhere. It seems like to me, right? But uh, I'd like to see uh, our guy do well. <laughs> but uh, will he be the best one? I don't know. I, I you know, if we're picking the best running back, uh, boy, I'm pretty uh, agnostic on that one. But I, again, I don't blame the players for trying to get as much as they can to you guys, <laughs> honestly. I think this is one of those philosophical
0: things where normally in the NFL, I think we all agree the running back position is very important and and the run, pass, differential, and the split is very important, but nowadays when quarterbacks are throwing the ball 60 times, it goes to show where a lot of even these coaches are thinking. But Devin, you're hearing both Marvelous and Pauly and, you know, a Bears fan, a Raiders fan gone through their own running back talk and then this entire offseason has been about contracts, lack thereof. Were you on the running back position and what's going on between the two
3: sides? Well, we've talked about this ad nauseum, Mercado. You know, the thing is, the running back is probably the position that gets injured the most. But the downside to that is running backs are a dime a dozen. They're always going to be drafted in the first round of every NFL draft here. And I'm sorry, the days of your Walter Paytons and Barry Sanders, they're, they're gone. These big time running backs that are going to help your team win big. It's kind of gone at this point here. And we're starting to see that especially. I mean, heck, there was a time the Bears, ever since Matt Forte, between Matt Forte and uh, Tariq Cohen, the Bears rotated starting running back every friggin' year just because they didn't want to pay the guy here. And it's kind of sad because this is where I see just kind of running backs going. I feel like they're going to kind of – I'm worried they're going to fall into the tight end category. They just become kind of like that glorified, you know, wide receiver. Except they're like, oh, they're, they're the glorified wide receiver who can run the ball every now and then. But just at the point now where it's like this is just – We talked about this on the show before, how I'm like, we need to do something. Goodell is very just not good at, you know, fixing any issues here. But to the point now where it's like, I don't know what we can do here unless we're going to raise the salary cap. But again, if they raise the salary cap, it's just going to be more money going to their quarterbacks and their wide receivers and all the guys that they can sell the jerseys of here. I think you guys all bring up great points. And I think it kind of comes into one circle wherever you are
0: on the conversation. The truth of the matter is this. The NFL owners, the general managers, and the coaches have told us what they think and what they believe about the running back position and the importance and the value of the quarterback, wide receivers, and the offensive line. So what we've always said on the show is the one thing that we've coined, right? What's the most important position on the field? The guy who throws the ball. The second, the guy who goes after the guy throwing the ball. And then so on and so forth, right? The guy catching the ball, the guy blocking for the guy. It gets a long time until you go to the guy running the rock. And- In a position where you could draft somebody in the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, every single year and never have to give guaranteed money to, there is some kind of cold, calculus, ingenious part of it that general managers and ownership have taken full advantage of. And the NFLPA needs to get ahead of this. If they really are worried and they don't think that every year you're going to get an Austin Eckler, a Christian McCaffrey, a Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, you name your favorite running back, any of the stars, right? If Unless you're guaranteed, everyone in the NFL is going to get one of those, you got to make sure that you save this position because we've seen positions in the NFL disappear. And that's what it seems like the running back could be. But it's going to be something that we're looking at this entire season because at the end of the day, right, when you're trying to chew clock and win and get to the Super Bowl, what are you doing? You're handing off the rock. But somebody who has been in big moments, who has asked for a lot of help and was denied a lot of it, has found a new home. And that is Aaron Rodgers. Bears fans, relax. The boogeyman is gone. That bad, bad man found a new home in New York City. And while he's going to be in the Meadowlands, the ghost, the angry spirit is always going to live and linger over Chicago. And I think it's something that we are all interested in. Green Bay Packers did him no favors. They never drafted well for him. They never brought in weapons for him. And all that He still found a way with the minimalist of minimalist things to make the Packers a contender every single year. And now he's going to an organization that's desperate for victories, desperate for any type of championship pedigree. And they're willing to give him anything. A roster that was pretty good already, that did some interesting stuff with Zach Wilson and what Mike White. So there is a lot to like about this Jets team. A tough division. Buffalo, Miami, and you always got to deal with Belichick over in in Boston, right, in New England. So I am fascinated, not only how we got here, but the fact that now that we're here, post-Hard Knocks, post ayahuasca trip, that Aaron Rodgers will be playing football for another team this season, and it's a team that he can actually make a lot of noise with. So I'll start with a Bears fan, Devin. The boogeyman is gone but he has a chance now to haunt another division. Looks good, and there's a lot of good players around him. What were your thoughts about the entire Aaron Rodgers saga heading into the New York Jets season, and what do you think is going to end up playing out
3: for Aaron Rodgers? Well, I hate to do this, but I'm going to compare Aaron Rodgers to the last guy who was quarterback for the Packers, who also went to the Jets after the Packers, and that was good old Brett Favre. And when Brett Favre was with the Jets, they finished in third place with a 9-7 record. Granted, that was the Tom Brady Patriots and you know the Dolphins went off that year. Do I think Tua is going to be that guy this year? Absolutely not. Dolphins are not going to be doing that here. But it's nice just one. It's nice to see Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC North and you know as far away as possible. Well, not as far away as possible. Just nice to get him off there just in general. Do I think he's going to be the guy? He'll be the quarterback for that team, but in reality, I think the Bills are going to take that division hands down. Do I think the Jets could take the wild card? Possibly. But I honestly have a feeling that this is going to be, you know, they're giving Aaron Rodgers everything he wants. But I think right now the Jets, a good team. I think he went to the wrong team, or at least just the wrong division. Paulie, we don't have to deal with him in Chicago. And while you're dealing with Patrick
0: Mahomes, at least it's not Aaron Rodgers with the rumors back in the day of him heading to Denver. He ends up all the way in the East coast. He's going to be somebody else's neighbor, potentially. Or, like Devin said, there might be a drop-off. Where are you on Aaron Rodgers, the potential for the Jets, and the story of how we got here?
1: As far as how we got here, I, you know, I think it was like you set it up. The, the Packers just didn't draft well around him. I think, you know, he's craving a better environment, wants to win one more championship. It's ironic that he went to the Jets, who have been kind of a hot mess over the last few years. But they did go 7-10 and last year. Um, you know, they, they do have a better defense in New York than he had in Green Bay last year. I think the one key thing, though, is he has a huge drop off from last year's offensive line protecting him to this year's offensive line protecting him. His blindside tackle just turned 38 years old yesterday. <laughs> that's yeah, that's going to be trouble. That's going to be trouble right there. But um, at the same time, he improves that Jets defense compared to where they were last year because he's going to be a better clock manager. So I think if, if the team can be cohesive and, can you know, get production out of all three phases of the game, they should be good. And the advantage that the Jets have that the Bills don't have or anybody else in that division is the Jets have to play all of last year's fourth-worst AFC teams, you know, all of those fourth-place teams. So the, so the the schedule slightly favors them. Um, you know, assuming that all of the teams kind of pick up where they left off last year, which, which it seems like for the most part, the better teams have stayed good and the worst teams have stayed bad. Um, but I, I like the look of the Jets this year. And, and before I went to prep for this, you know, I did one of those uh, uh, season predictors, you know, you predict game by game. And of course, I'm going at a whim here based on what I'm reading about these teams, based on my feeling on these teams But looking at some of the matchups, it did kind of favor the Jets more so than some of the other teams in the division. So I think it's high expectations, but there's no better quarterback to handle that type of pressure in that type of market than Aaron Rodgers. You know, they always say, going to New York, you know, oh, you're going to deal with the New York media. This guy hosted Jeopardy. (laughs) Like He's fine. He'll be just all right. He's he's a superstar in this league. Um, It's a tough division. And, and, you know, you were mentioning that the uh, Packers always seem to find a way to win the NFC North. I think that was largely due to the fact that they were going up against a weak bears team, a weak lions team, a questionable Vikings team. And now he's in a division where everybody is just a killer in that division. You know, you got Belichick might be the weakest team in that, that whole division. You've got the bills who were great last year. You know, you've got, uh, you know, Miami who you never know what they're going to get out of them. But, but Tua is such a great quarterback that they could be really surprisingly good this year. So it, it's going to be a big challenge, but I think Aaron Rodgers is the right guy for that challenge.
0: Marvelous. Formerly number 12, now number 8. Aaron Rodgers ruined a lot of Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, and playoffs for us. Where are you with this Hall of Famer, one of these greatest of all time, now finding a home in the Meadowlands? You mean that they couldn't give him Joe Namath's number?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem, right? But no, I mean, he has enough swag. You know, your talent diminishes, but I think he has enough swag that he'll he'll do a pretty good job. I'm, I'm not sure that he mm-hmm. has enough uh, talent around him at the moment. I mean, Buffalo has obviously has been the class of that division, so that's going to be their challenge. As Paul pointed out, they have a weaker team to beat But uh, I, I think that they'll make the playoffs. They may not win the division, so that would be my prediction for the Jets, that they'll, that they'll make the playoffs uh, as one of the you know, the wild card or whatever, the, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't got the, the wild card is, is like a funny name for me now. It's like, you know, it's just the one, it's fan field. It doesn't think it anymore, more. But the sport, because all the sports, because there's more interest, you know, towards the end of the season for more teams than there used to be. So, yeah, I, I think he'll make the playoffs. And, I, you know, it will be good to see him not playing Chicago, you know, Maybe maybe uh, they'll they'll play in the Super Bowl. Uh- stop it! All
0: right, stop that! All right, you know what? Stop that! You know what? That's that's enough of that. <laughs> but Marver, you know, you bring up an interesting point. Of you know, I think the roster looks like one thing, and Paul's doing research, and they're saying it looks like one way. And then you put in strength of schedule, and you know, you bring up history like Devin. I think what's fascinating about this, and I think that's been hasn't been spotlighted, and even between us here on the Sports Cubicle. This is one of the greatest to ever do it. This isn't just a quarterback finding a new home. This is one of the quarterbacks that defined an entire generation. And now he has a chance to do something that only Tom Brady has done. It's not just a quarterback that is middle of the road going to find a new team or a quarterback that is in his late 20s, early 30s. It's a guy who's right damn near 40 and has played a lot of ball has been hit a lot. And if he can do something like Tom Brady did with Tampa Bay, you talk about stamping yourself into the pantheon of the greatest of the greatest, not just in your sport, but in the entire realm of sports kingdom. That's what Aaron Rodgers has on stake right now. And it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But guys, we have a few minutes as we head into our predictions for the NFL season and the Super Bowl. Here is something that we got to hit on. QB1, while the Bears might have a new QB2 in Tyson Bagent, QB1 is confirmed. Didn't play a lot of preseason because apparently practices, scrimmages with another team during training camp is just as good as a football game, according to Matt Eberflus. But regardless, Justin Fields is here. A lot of hype one way, a lot of trepidation the other, polarizing is a word I think we can use about a quarterback in Chicago, not just because he makes a great meme like Jay Cutler. It's fascinating for Bears fans to see where we're at right now, to see where they're at right now, and to see what the future may hold with a team that it can have two first-round picks. to prove-it season for Justin Fields. The excuses are gone. They got you a number one in DJ Moore. You paid Cole Komet. You revamped your offensive line, which was weird, Nate Davids didn't want to play during training camp. Larry Borum is moving right here. Lucas Patrick is coming right here. And all in all, it still falls on the shoulders of the Ohio State Buckeye. Great. So we're here now. Devin, I'm going to go to you first. You and I have had many conversations about Justin Fields. What are you expecting this NFL season, this prove-it season for Justin Fields?
3: Well, honestly, I feel like Fields is going to be slightly better than he was last year. I don't think he's going to have tremendous numbers now here. As I do have my little conspiracy theories that the Bears were tanking last year. But, you know, those are just theories here. So I feel like Fields' numbers might be the same here. We definitely got, you know, a DJ Moore wide receiver and Chase Claypool really stepped it up. I mean, there's heck, there's talks of them trying to trade Darnell Mooney. It's like three years ago, we would never expected that here. So we're definitely starting to set up the team for Fields here. I think he's going to have a good season. He'll be just as good as last year. Well, somewhat better than he was last year here. My biggest gripe is that they didn't do the best job working on that offensive line here, and we know Fields is not your passer. He's the running quarterback. He's still going to throw for a good probably you know, over 2,000 yards in the season here, but he's going to rush for probably over 1,000 as well here if we give him the tools to succeed here. So it's going to be nice because I kind of said the same thing last year, but I feel like this especially now that we have given this man the tools and uh, D.J. Moore, Chase Claypool, this is his prove-it year. I mean, I'm going to sound redundant because – We've said how many years has been, you know, Fields' prove it year, but I definitely think this is where it's going to go. And this is going to be kind of the fun thing to see here because if Fields is really good here, he's got, what, two more years left on his rookie contract? He could be getting a big, fat contract if he keeps this up.
0: 100%. That's a great pull, Devin. He's not just playing for starting role. He's paying for big-time QB, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert money. Devin, it's so true you hit on that, but Paulie, Somebody I think you can be a little bit more objective You can have a little bit more of a view from it from somebody who watches your team go against one of the greatest to ever do it twice a year. What are your expectations? Cause you've seen the betting lines go from extremes of he's a dark horse MVP candidate to just give me your money. If you're going to waste it, where are you on Justin Fields, your evaluation, your expectations for QB one for the Chicago bears? I I still think this is going to be
1: an adjustment year for him. You know, different personnel around him. You know, you don't have uh, David Montgomery to hand the ball off to anymore. You've got better receivers than you had before. MVP is is pushing it. You know, I I think we'll see him mature this year. I I think he's far from an MVP caliber player. I think it's as far as the local perspective, you know, it's like I was saying a couple of years ago when he came into the league. Instantly, I was saying he's the best quarterback the Bears have ever had. But that's such a low bar, you could trip over it. So I think we need to see him on a grander scale, more competitive games. I think Devin's on to something with the Bears tanking last year. Mm. There might be something to that. Uh, but I think they're going to be improved this year. I think the problem now is now that Aaron Rodgers is out of the division, the division is so balanced that we're talking about the Lions could be a legitimate contender. The, the Packers might not drop off too far after losing Rodgers. The Bears got better. Um, You know, Minnesota, we don't know exactly who they are. They look talented, but they don't seem to be able to pull the trigger. When I was plugging this, and we'll get to predictions later, but as far as the Bears, I'm going to just spoil it right now. I don't have them winning the division, and I was trying not to be so biased against them. I had them at close to 500, though. I think I had them at eight and nine, and the whole division was separated by maybe three or four wins. So it's going to be... It's going to be quite the fight to win the NFC North. I just don't see the Bears doing it this year. I don't see them as a playoff contender. But I think we're going to see some interesting things from Fields. I think we could see a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber year out of him, despite not winning the division. And he's going to be an interesting player from here on out, as long as his legs work. But I just don't think that this is going to be the year where he proves it to people.
0: Marver, we've seen a lot of football. Chicago's hopeful, but there is a little skepticism in QB1. Your expectations for Justin Fields
2: heading into the 2023 season? I think a key will be how well the other offensive skill players perform. I think that uh, there has been some evidence that they may have a decent running game and that they have some uh, options you know, for the receivers now, as we were mentioning more and more in the play pool and such. But uh, he will improve. Um, but the, the key is his ability to run, and that's uh, a double-edged sword makes me nervous when he's out there running <laughs> but yet he's he's outstanding you know when he when he gets into the open field so uh, uh you know his passings he does have some passing capabilities i just would like to see him refine that more to save his body from devastation that's my concern obviously but i think that he, he will improve his numbers on the passing and obviously he already has broken all the records for rushing as a quarterback so he, he he can improve on that some more but uh again I it's it, the problem is is the other teams when when he's running are going to be targeting him and if he has any nicks they'll find a way to to nick up the Nick <laughs> so I just hope that uh that he stays healthy and if he does I think he'll have a, a terrific year and uh, not to the you know, the division is wide open too so anything's possible but obviously Detroit seems better, and the uh, you get, and Minnesota has always been a bit of a challenge for the Bears, and it will be interesting to see how Green Bay is now, too. So the wide open division, Fields will be he's the quarterback for the next, you know, decade. Honestly, so uh, he's going to improve. He has the skill set, so I expect that to see a lot of good things from him. I think you guys all
0: hit on the points, and I'll keep it simple. You just want to see growth. It's all you want to see and you're throwing touchdowns and you're in games and you could man the huddle and you command the offense. It's all the bears are looking for, but you know what we're looking for? We're looking for, all our predictions and for each and every one of you to sit tight because coming up next here on the sports cubicle it is time to put our money where our mouth is it is time to pick division winners it is time to pick super bowl winners it is time to pick mvps ladies and gentlemen it's the third annual NFL prediction show here on the sports cubicle with the marvelous one Dan Marver it's Devin Single, it's Paul Shavari I'm Mike Mercado